0: The information provided in this podcast is intended for general knowledge and is not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment under the guidance of your personal physician. So welcome back to another episode of Faith Family Medicine. I am Dr. Marcy. And I'm Dr. Sean. And today we are excited to come to talk to you about hair and natural hair, straight hair, and the association with cancer.
1: That sounds crazy, right, Sean? It really, really does. Yeah. But not surprising, right? It sounds crazy, but not surprising.
0: Not totally surprising, right? So the basis of this episode is from a study that was released back in October of this year that showed that hair straightening, they didn't specify what type of hair straightening, is associated with an increased risk of uterine cancer. This is a study called the SISTER study. They've been doing this for decades. It's 34,000 women, and they've shown uterine cancer, reported that back in October, but they've also shown an association with breast cancer um, a year ago. So we thought it was really important to just come and have this conversation because our hair... In our community is a big deal, and if there is a risk that we could be experiencing cancer because of what we do for our hair, it's definitely a topic we need to talk about. Absolutely. So what do you think, Sean? What do you think about this association?
1: Well, for me personally, I've been natural for almost twenty years so so yes, it's not surprising. I decided to go natural just because of a lifestyle choice. I was trying to be more active and I just really got tired of trying to manage straight hair while also remaining active and working. I was in training at the time. So so for me it was more of a of a lifestyle choice, not because of any direct medical reason. So you know, looking at this, I'm glad I made that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there are a lot of feelings and emotions that go along with it. I did have a relaxer for a number of years, like probably from college on until I went natural about, you know, like I said, a while ago. Mm-hmm. So um, so I did use straighteners, you know, a good 10, 15 years on a regular basis. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it it is to me just another example of kind of like that, that tax that we have just as black women, you know, here it is one more thing that, um, that we have to deal with or be concerned about.
0: Yeah, you're right. And so I, I was also one who used straighteners from I don't know what time I got my first perm, but as a child until two years ago, it wasn't until the start of the pandemic that I stopped. And Mm. I was really, I was the opposite of you. So I straightened my hair because I worked out so much. And that was the only way it was reliable for me. Like I knew I could throw it in a ponytail and it was going to reliably be what I want it to be. And I was Mm. actually anti-straightening my hair. like. I just felt like the natural community was just really um a little bit self-righteous about being natural. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not doing that. Like I don't wanna be forced into doing that. That's not my life. Like I need this for my hair. Um, because I work out so much and I have to get up in the middle of the night, run to the hospital. It's just easier. And but what mm-hmm. finally made me go natural was I had My daughter and she was starting school. And so I'm like, you know, she's starting the school, and there's not a lot of kiddos who look like her. And I want her to love her hair. So, how can I teach her to love her hair if she's looking at my hair? My hair is straight all the time. And Mm -hmm. because she now points out, if I get a, a silk press, she'll point out and say, Your hair is straight. I'm so happy that I'm able to tell her it's straight now, but it's curly. So every time I wash mm. my hair, I show her my curls. And I'm so happy I went natural for that reason. But I was like mm. anti natural and <laughs> not anti natural, but I was for myself. <laughs> was like, I'm not doing it. And I had right. heard about some studies. So despite hearing about some studies that were a few years old, I was still like, nope, still getting my relaxer because this is what I needed for my life. Um, but mm. I do think it's important that we. We, we aren't forcing you or, obviously we can't force you to do anything, but we aren't encouraging either way. We're just trying to have the discussion about the things that have popped up. And most recently it's this uterine cancer risk that's come up related to straighteners. They don't specify what straighteners though. So we don't know if these are relaxers. We don't know, you know, if these are other kinds of blowouts or things like that. Um, They just, hair straightening is associated with an increased risk of uterine cancer.
1: So that could also potentially include like Brazilian blowout.
0: I think it could. And the reason I think that's a possibility is because not all the women were um, Black women. So I would assume that there are other types of straightening products being used. Now, the overwhelming majority 60% were Black women, but there were other women of other ethnicities who also um, ended up developing ut- uterine cancer. But we have to say, so these studies are called um, association studies. They're not causative studies. So we cannot right. say a study that relaxers of any type cause cancer. Yeah. This is just an association, right. so it's important to keep that in mind because that's the best that this study can do. It can't say that really. they cause cancer. It just piques your interest to say there's an association, and now you can take that and see how it fits into your life, and see if you've already been kind of teetering on the natural, going natural side. Maybe it's something. Mm-hmm. This is that thing that pushes you over. If you know, if it's not that thing, then that's okay because right now there's not any causation shown by these studies.
1: Right, and and. As you talk about that, it's important to overall lower our cancer risk, mm-hmm. right? By exercising, eating healthy, um, getting enough rest, you know, we, we have to always focus on those things yes. as well. Definitely. Now, the lawyers would want us to thank... <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. that there is some causation implied by this study. And we'll see how successful they are. But you've probably been seeing the ads for, have you ever had you been by these products? Call me, um, did you develop uterine or breast cancer? Call me, I'm a lawyer. So there are people out there who are suing big name companies and claiming that their cancer is due to having used these straightening products. Now, I, I can't, you know, I'm not the lawyer. I'm not going to be the one in, in front of the judge defending this. But, you know, for a person to develop cancer at a very young age, one of these cases is of a 28-year-old, you do have to wonder, is there, mm-hmm. is there something to it, you know, especially with the study coming out um, when patients right. are developing cancer enter in different age groups than you would expect. This may just be the first of many lawsuits to come.
1: Yeah, that's interesting how, well, to me, it's just sad how people just want to capitalize off of um, other people's pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you would want to, you know, in the best, you would, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt, you would want to say, okay, they're really trying to help people, but you just never know. So if you approach uh, an attorney, just be really, really careful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're going to see more of these lawsuits come out. Just seeing how intentional the attorneys are about recruiting people who've, I mean, what's the the likelihood that you've experienced hair straighteners in your life? They're going to come across a number of women who've had their hair straightened before and have developed cancer. Um, and if all of that leads to lawsuits, we'll just have to see where this world of straightening goes. I think right. the best thing that could come out of it is not necessarily lawsuits, but just some some responsibility on the part of the the companies to right. choose things that are safe for our people. So if you're going to, you know, advocate or sell us products, make it safe for us. You know, don't put things in there that we know are are causing cancer or associated with a risk of cancer. So I I hope that this pushes the companies to be a little bit more responsible in the things they do.
1: And I I was thinking about that and I was thinking about even where hair straighteners came from and Madam C.J. Walker. And I just wonder if when she started out, if if it's, I mean, we know it's not the same composition, right? But (laughs) I wonder if, what she started out with way back then um, also has the potential to, or also had the potential to cause or potentially cause cancer or health issues. You know, that, it's just an interesting thing to, to explore Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of like on the back end, not to blame her, not to, you know, make it about, you know, demonizing her any in any way whatsoever, but I we do know that just with time, um, companies cut corners. They add things to make products last longer, um, be more effective, and you know, a lot of those things just aren't good for our bodies.
0: You know, and thinking about that, that makes me think of like what's the bigger context of this? Because someone right. might right. listen to us and say. Well, just don't use the products. It's not about the company making them responsible for you. It's about you just choosing not to use things that may be associated with cancer. So I think we have to look at the bigger context. Like, what is it about our society that still, maybe less so today, encourages our women to want to have straight hair or to feel like they need that to sort of navigate through society in a way that isn't met with as much. Resistance, as it can, as you can be met with, if you have natural forms of hair, whether that be locks or other things. Um, so, what is it about society that we need to change so that we can have our women say, "Yeah, I'm. I don't need those products because whether I'm straight or natural doesn't affect how I navigate through society."
1: Well, it's yeah, you know, it's that age old thing that we've been dealing with forever. It's looking at what's um, held up as a standard of beauty in this country. And we all know that that goes back way, way, way to the beginning in terms of, um, you know, from colonization on and, you know, how this country was built, that it was built on a certain ideal. And then a certain ideal was projected to us, to to everyone. You know that that standard standard of beauty, and so it's that same issue that we've been dealing with forever. Yeah, and how we want to to emulate or be like you know certain groups of people. Now, some people will say, you know, for me it's just easier, or I just like the way it looks, and yeah, that's fine. You know that. That is the one thing that even my mom used to tell me all the time about my hair, that, wow, you can do so many styles. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've had serious hair complex issues my whole life, but my mom used to say to me, oh, you can do so many things. You can wear braids. You can get a pressing curl. You mm-hmm. can do you know, this, that. You can do puffs. And so it took me a long time to really be able to appreciate my hair, especially when I have so many family members who have like that softer wavier hair. And I was just like, well, what about me? (laughs) Yeah. So so I am running into
0: that right now with Lila. Um, and I am encouraging her the same way. Like your hair is so versatile, like look what you can do with it. But it's really hard to see your child sort of desiring to look another way. And it mm-hmm. it really like breaks my heart, but it, I feel so happy that I can come back to her and say, look at mommy wearing her twists or look at mommy wearing her, I haven't started wearing my curls just yet, but look at mommy wearing mm-hmm. her hair in twists. And, you know, it's not straight all the time. Most times you see mommy in twists, right? Um, so it's really been helpful for me to come back and say that to her.
1: Yeah. And yes. And with... My daughter, it's it's similar. Like we've had this interesting journey as well. And the pandemic really um, forced us in a different direction. So I I have sister locks. And because of issues of finding a hairstylist and me trying to do my daughter's hair myself while also working, um, that just led to... Um, her getting sister locks as well, mm-hmm. for better or worse. That's a whole another conversation. Mm-hmm. They're they're growing on her, um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, she'll get to the point where she'll want she'll start styling them and things like that. Because now, you know, she can't get her hair straightened. She can't get braids per se. So um, so yeah, we're in an interesting phase right now. Yeah, Along with her being, you know, a teen, a young teen. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> I'll keep you posted on how it goes.
0: I like sister locks a lot, but it sounds like we just have to kind of embrace that this is what happens in this yeah. society. That our kids yes. they have questions, they have desires. Yes. But it's just our job to reorient them to what's important. And that's really just embracing yes. their hair and loving it right. for what it is. Yep, now, exactly. I don't know if you've heard about the perm box girls, um, the girls who were on the boxes for relaxers. I remember looking at them and thinking my hair was going to look like um, that. I know.
1: All the time. that too.
0: We had no idea that those girls did not have relaxers in their hair and that they That's were getting curls. That is the most false advertisement I've ever heard of. And here we are relaxing our hair, making it flat and lifeless. And in reality, what we were trying to emulate was just a plain old pressing curl. How about that for just like false advertisement? That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, not, you know, it's the false advertising. I mean, in my opinion, that should be the real, that's that's another big part of the lawsuit. Just,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. all the
1: false advertising, because it does do it can do psychological damage because like you said, we want our hair, we see the box and we want our hair to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. I've been there, you know, been there, done that. You look at that box and you're like, oh, okay, I have to get my hair like that. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: my hair never really took well to relaxers. Um, I have this weird texture where, too much of a relaxer would make it literally burn and fall off. Um, But too little, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at certain people's hair, like even when I look at your hair, at least your hair can lay down. When my hair was natural like that, I could not get my hair. I could not do like a slick look, like Mm -hmm. at all. My hair would have to be in twists braids, you no matter how much brushing, I remember somebody told me just brush and put a lot of gel and grease and water on it. And even trying to do that with my daughter's hair, like we have that texture where, you know, the it, the hair does not obey. You, you remember hairstylists telling you that, you got to teach yeah. your hair to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, my My hair never wanted to obey ever. Yeah. Even in the natural state, and if I got a press and curl, so maybe I didn't do a silk press, but if I got a press and curl, ooh, it would be so nice, like literally for twenty hours, because mm-hmm. as soon as I slept on that mug, uh, you know, the sweat mm-hmm. it would just start puffing up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. my daughter says exactly the same way. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Those perm box girls. Totally false advertising. Always wanted my hair to look like them. And now we know why. It never did. (laughs) Why it never
0: did, yeah. So I have started watching... Um, I've always watched Priscilla Shearer or Shire. Oh, yeah. she's on um, yes. Tony Evans' daughter, and she's a she's a minister, has a huge ministry. And one of the things that she's known for is for her hair and just how beautiful her hair is. And mm-hmm. one of the things that really struck me, and I'm constantly learning about my natural hair and what to do for it, but she said why, like, why am I trying to make my hair do stuff that it's not meant to do? And what she reminded me of is like, I'm always trying to slick my hair down with gel, like you were mentioning and like brushing Mm -hmm. it and the edges are all affected. And I'm trying to make it lay flat. And she's like, I don't lay my edges down. My hair doesn't want to be laid down. So I don't lay my edges down. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. And like, literally since she said that I've stopped with all of the gel, I'll just use like some oil and like stopped with all of that, trying to slick stuff down because why make our hair do something that it doesn't want to do? And by noontime, our hair is like curling up at the edges and it looks worse than if you just kind of just let it be itself. So like I'm constantly learning about my own natural hair and like how to take care of it. And right now, it's pretty basic. I just throw it in twists. Um, if I don't have a if I don't have a blowout for trimming or whatever, it's literally just in twists all the time. And I have okay. to find a way to make that look stylish because right now, it's not yeah. always not always very stylish. Well, your, your hair looks great. Thank you. Right I, so I found I found what works for me so far is to twist the back and then mm-hmm. to have a flat twist across the front, so that I'm not worried about the. You know, like the flyaways, right. that flat twist will kind of handle the front, front for me. So that's that's oh, my cool. go-to. So if you see me, I will be in this style every single day until I figure something else out. So that's okay. my thing.
1: And now. are you doing it yourself?
0: Yeah. So I do. I do. I wash my hair. Um, I do blow dry my hair. I try to be really gentle and I only do mm-hmm. it infrequently. But the reason is because I cannot get through my hair if it's not blown dry. So like okay. if I let it stay curly and if I'm not wearing it in like a twist out or a curly style, I would not be able to manipulate that hair at all. Okay. Um, so yeah. one of the things I saw in my YouTube studies was just like blowing it out a little bit and then twisting it so that right. you could um, just be able to manipulate it better. And I try not to do too much heat, but I'm not a, I'm not one of those people who are like, I haven't had heat on my hair for a year. I'm not that person. Like, it's just not going to okay. work out for me. Um, right. I don't flat right. iron, but I do have to blow dry it after I wash it. Okay.
1: I think that's a great thing about, you know, getting to know your hair. Mm-hmm. That once you get to know your hair and you know what your hair needs, then, um, you know, that and how you best work with it. I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, you know, there are some people who say if you're 100% natural, You know, you don't need to blow dry. You don't need to do this. You don't need to add any heat. But honestly, that's just not true. And I think about even when I was trying to do my daughter's hair myself, especially during the pandemic, you know, I I probably should have been a little bit more liberal with um, just blow drying it some so that it was easier on, you know, you say easier, which, you know, some people might that as a negative connotation too but that's better than all the pulling and tugging and things like that and her you know dodging me when you know i'm just trying to put in some twists or some ponytails or something Mm -hmm. like that so i think that that's a great thing that when you know your texture of hair because that's the other thing you know we have so many different textures Mm -hmm. um of hair, that being natural means something different for every single woman Mm -hmm. out there. So your being natural is not the same as my being natural. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody with wavy curls can say, oh, I'm not, you know, I've gone natural. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, your experience is not going to be quite the same as mine. And it took me a really long time to even come to terms with not saying not saying that or thinking that in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it goes into the colorism and all of that in mm-hmm. our community. Yeah. The colorism, the hairism, you know, being natural runs the gamut mm-hmm. for our community. And everybody has to learn how to to work their own hair. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that's great that you fully understand, okay, I need to blow dry it a little so that I can style it the way that I want to. And I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Because some people might say, oh, well, you're not truly being natural. Well, yes, you are, because you're using what, the tools that you have to mm-hmm. best take care of your hair.
0: And that's the thing I think we have to take out of the of the like the natural sort of movement is the self righteousness about it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, just let people be. And I think the more important thing at this point is if we really are thinking that straighteners are dangerous for people, we really have to remove the judgment from this community. Right. And people right. should be encouraged to just do what is safe for them and what works for them because our lifestyles are different. Our hair is different, Mm. like you said. So all of the judgment that comes along sometimes is what has to be removed especially if we're yes. thinking that there's an association with cancer. Um, right. You know, some women, they're natural, and I, I believe that they're natural, but they wear their hair, they wear a wig on top of their natural hair, or they wear right. sew-in. And to me, that's right. just as natural, right. as long as you're keeping those edges from falling apart. Like, you do you. Right. But, like, that to right. me is, like, super protective. You, you look how you want right. to look on a daily basis. You take right. your braids down, and your hair is beautiful and natural. And to me, that is what you want to do and it's safe for you and I yep. I applaud all of that. And in my book, that yep. that's avoiding chemical straighteners, which is I think is becoming the more important thing given these studies coming out. All right guys, so I think we have talked about this well. Okay. I hope you got an understanding of what these studies mean and how they can fit into your life. You know, again, a study showing an association does not mean causation, meaning that we can't say they're relaxers or straighteners right. that they cause cancer, but there's definitely associations there that should make you think about what you do um, in regards to using relaxers or hair straighteners. Um, if you have any right. questions, you can always let us know under the podcast episode or go to our, our Facebook group or our Instagram um, and let us know if you have any input or other questions. by Dr. Laster and Dr. Watkins are their own and are not representative of their respective employers.